Welcome to Realign With Your Purpose. My name is Josie Smith, and my purpose here is to help you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. I'm a mindset and strategy success coach for ambitious, growth-obsessed women just like you who want to identify and break through the roadblocks that are holding you back from reaching your next big up level, whether that's in life, in your relationships, in your career, or in your business, and equipping you with the tools you need to step into your most powerful, most aligned, up-leveled self. I'm here to show you that building the dream life is possible for anyone who's willing to put in the work and invest in themselves. This podcast is all about the real, the fun, the hard, the beautiful, and the challenging parts of life as an entrepreneur, building businesses, cultivating healthy relationships, and diving headfirst into the mindset work necessary to make all of this a reality. As a quick side note, I want to let you know, you're going to hear some spicy language in some of these episodes. So if you have small kids around and that bothers you, go ahead and grab your headphones before we get started, because we're digging into all of it and we're not holding back. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Realign With Your Purpose. (laughs) Today is episode 100. Wowzers! And I have some surprise guests with me today. I have my kids, Olivia and Elias, who are going to be interviewing me for this episode. I have no idea what their questions are, but they're sitting here laughing at me. So I have a feeling this could be interesting. And I think Liv actually sat down and prepared some questions for me because she's sitting here with her laptop open and I just watched Eli Google interview questions on his phone about three seconds ago. So that's his level of preparation here. So this could be fun. The likelihood of this being an actual cohesive conversation seems pretty low at this point. But I guess we'll see. Do you guys want to start by introducing yourselves? Not really. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Olivia. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right. <laughs> Should we just get started? So I asked them both to come up with questions to ask me for this episode. And they haven't told me what they're going to ask me. So I have no idea what these questions are. So who wants to start? Um, what's your biggest fear? <laughs> That's a great place to start. <laughs> what's my biggest fear? Hmm. I found it on Google. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my biggest fear is. Coming home to dirty dishes. That's a good one. I don't like coming home to dirty dishes. My biggest fear would probably be something super tragic happening to somebody close to me or somebody in my family. But I don't really spend a whole lot of time thinking about like my things that I'm afraid of. No phobias? No, I don't think so. Um, Between me and Eli, who is your favorite child? Dodger. What did I say? (laughs) 
Told you she was gonna say an animal. If you were at a business lunch and you ordered rare steak and they brought it to you well done, what would you do? Where did you come up with these questions? I would first of all, I would not order steak because I don't eat steak. Um, I would probably order something different. But if I order something and I get something other than what I order, I would probably send it back and request what I actually ordered. Really? (laughs) Appreciate the preparation here. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite thing about Eli and then your favorite thing about me? My favorite thing about Eli is, I would say Eli is very determined and committed when he thinks of something he wants to do. And he works really hard when he decides that he wants to do something. He works really hard to be the best that he can be at whatever it is he's trying to do. Another thing I admire about Eli is his confidence. He seems to always just, he seems to always just know that he'll figure out whatever he needs to figure out. And he doesn't worry too much about how he's going to do it. He just knows that he will. He's also really compassionate towards other people. He doesn't let other people get away with treating the people he cares about badly. And I think he's a really good friend to people most of the time. Um, Olivia, I think my favorite thing about you is your the way that you're compassionate towards other people and the way that you are good at seeing things from other people's perspectives and empathizing with people and understanding how people feel. You are also super creative and mission-driven. Like when you think about the things you want to do and what you want to create, there's always a greater purpose or a greater mission behind it. You want to make people feel included or you want to make their lives better in some way. How would you weigh a plane without a scale? (laughs) (laughs) Where are these questions coming from? (laughs) Monster.com. Monster.com? Yeah. How would you weigh a plane without a scale? Yeah. I have no idea. How would you weigh a plane without a scale? You're not the one asking questions. It's my podcast. I can do what I want. (laughs) How would you weigh a plane without a scale? I don't know. Weigh the parts? I would Google it. (laughs) But you can't weigh the parts with a scale if you can't weigh the plane with a scale. Why? I don't know. Is that is that part of the rule? Mm-hmm. Well, typically scientists know the the weight of the materials they're using, and they can make an accurate estimation. That's why I said Google it. Yeah. Why did you want to be a parent? Why? Did why did I want to be a parent? Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a like a concrete answer that I can give as to why. It's just something I felt. And that I knew I wanted to be. Was that how you expected it to be? I don't think you ever really have an accurate expectation of the whole entire journey of parenting. However, I did grow up with younger sisters. So I had that experience of having younger siblings. But 
I would say being a parent was probably like, I feel like I probably had these expectations that I would be basically raising miniature versions of myself, but you guys both ended up being extremely different from me. And there were things that caught me off guard that I didn't always understand how to manage because you were motivated differently than me and you had different interests and different ways of communicating and different ways of learning and responding to things. What was the most difficult period in your life and how did you deal with it? Uh, probably when I was a single parent of two young kids, when you guys were a lot younger and I was doing everything on my own and trying to bring in enough money to pay all the bills and get you guys where you needed to go and still be able to still be able to provide for you the things that I felt like you needed and not sacrifice the things that I thought were important and just trying to do all of that on my own without any assistance, that was pretty challenging. I don't know that I have like a step-by-step plan or roadmap as to how I did it. I just kind of did it. I just knew it had to be done. And so I just did it. What's your, what's been your favorite thing about being a parent? Us doing the chores. <laughs> no, cause you don't do them. Sometimes if I'm asked to, I do them. My favorite thing about being a parent is as you guys have gotten older, you're a little bit more fun to hang out with than you were when maybe you were four. <laughs> so just having, having you guys turn into real people. <laughs> <laughs> that I actually enjoy being around. I don't know. What is your earliest memory? Did this come from monster.com also? <laughs> no, ecowave.io. <laughs> My earliest memory that I can recall was when I was maybe three and my mom threw out her back in the kitchen in the house that I grew up in. And she asked me to bring a chair over to her because she couldn't move and she was across the kitchen from where the table was and where the chairs were. So she asked me to bring over a chair for her to sit on. She asked me to bring her a chair and then she called my dad and she called my grandma and somebody must have called an ambulance because she couldn't walk. And an ambulance came and picked her up and my grandma came and stayed with me. But I remember when the ambulance came to pick her up, they parked in front of our house and they brought this stretcher into the living room and put my mom on the stretcher and then took her out in the ambulance. And I remember thinking that it was the ice cream truck and that the ice cream man was taking my mom. And I was just really mad that I didn't get to go with. <laughs> that's, that's the earliest memory that I think I have. Why? Why what? Why is that your earliest memory? Because the neural pathways in my brain weren't fully formed before that moment. And that's the earliest. They decided. Right they decided then. right then. <laughs> How do you practice self-care? I, I read, I go to yoga. I sometimes take baths at the end of the weekend with sea salt and not sea salt, um, Epsom salt. <laughs> I take magnesium baths at the end of the weekend um, just to kind of relax and reset. And I go for walks outside and 
I just make sure to take time to do things that I enjoy that aren't necessarily work related. Do you have any regrets? I can't say that I have any real regrets because if I were to say that I had any regrets, that would undo parts of my life and parts of my journey that have led me to where I am today. And if I were really to to say that I regret those things and I want to change the way those things played out, it would ultimately change where I ended up and how my life is now. So I can't say that I have any real regrets. I regret eating only pepperonis for lunch. I might regret that if I did that. Yeah. What are some ways that you invest in yourself? I am always trying to learn new things. I'm always trying to get better at what it is I'm doing. I am always asking myself, like checking in with myself and asking myself if the things I'm doing are helping me grow and get better or if they are, or if I'm doing them because I'm trying to avoid doing something else that I should be doing. I'm just always kind of checking in with myself and asking myself hard questions and always trying to keep learning. I also invest in coaching. I have a few different coaches that I work with personally for different things. And I think I think that it's super important to be tapping into people who you can learn from and who can challenge you and who you can lean on in different ways. So coaching is a big one. Coaching is really important. It's it's a really important way that I invest in myself. A lot of the things that I'm able to do now, I don't think I'd be doing them at least to the capacity that I'm doing them and to the level that I want to take them without actively and consistently investing in coaching. If you could have a dinner with anybody alive or dead, who would it be? Pink. It would be pink. Uh, What do you suggest to someone who wants to build confidence? Somebody who wants to build confidence? Confidence comes from keeping the promises you keep to yourself. So my suggestion would be to make small promises to yourself that you know you have the ability to keep while you're still learning how to grow your confidence. Make those small promises to yourself and and actually keep them. Like if you want to wake up in the morning and go to the gym, well, make a promise to yourself that maybe tomorrow you're going to wake up 10 minutes earlier and then keep that promise and then celebrate yourself when you actually do it. And as you do those small things and as you continuously make those small promises and keep those small promises that you make, you start to grow your confidence and you can do bigger things. You have the confidence then because you know you trust that you are going to follow through on the things that you say you're going to do. How would you describe your perfect day? My perfect day? Yes. The perfect day. I would say the perfect day would probably be a lot of time spent outside. And if it's the perfect day, the weather would be like perfect, like 75 to 80 degrees and sunny and not cold and not hot and not raining and not windy. So it would be spending a lot of time outside, spending a lot of time with you guys, the people that I love, and 
find things to do that we each enjoy, like something that maybe we hadn't tried before, like try something new. Outside of your own business, what has been your favorite job that you had and what did you like about it? Outside of my own business, my favorite job, um, probably a law firm that I worked for. And I, what I liked about it was that I had a lot of freedom to come and go as I wanted to and as I needed to. And I could, I wasn't like micromanaged or somebody wasn't watching over my shoulder all the time. I was able to kind of just do my work and not be really controlled and do my work on my time when I wanted to and when I was able to. So I would say that's probably, that's probably my favorite. It sounds like the same reasons that you like owning a business instead of working for someone else. Uh, yeah, absolutely. What is your favorite memory? That's a hard one. Um, when each of you guys were born was a, was a, was a, a top five memory, despite the fact that I was in a significant amount of pain. Those were some, those were some top memories, even though I was probably not feeling the greatest physically. I'm going to stick with that. Um, do you ever experience burnout and how do you deal with it? I have in the past. I haven't recently because I sort of learned to recognize the signs of burnout and recognizing when I am doing things that aren't necessarily in alignment, how that can lead to burnout, or if I'm doing things for the wrong reason, like if I'm doing something just for, just to get recognition, or I'm doing something just because I want to win at something or just because I think it's the thing I'm supposed to do. If I'm not taking the time to really make sure that what it is I'm doing is like fully in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing, then it, it can be really easy to get burned out. And so avoiding burnout is just recognizing when you're doing things for the wrong reason, when you're doing things that are not in alignment that you shouldn't necessarily be like the motivation behind it isn't the right motivation. How do you recognize if it's not the right motivation? You ask yourself the questions. Like if you start to feel like, if you start to feel like what you're doing is starting to wear on you, you ask yourself the question, you ask yourself what is the motivation? It, it comes with being radically honest with yourself. It comes with being able to recognize why you decided to do a certain thing and just being willing to be super radically honest with yourself about your motivation behind it. So asking yourself questions like, well, starting with what's my motivation here? Am I doing this because, because I'm afraid of something? Am I doing this out of fear? And that fear could be a fear of missing out on something or a fear of actually doing something else. Like maybe you're afraid of doing the thing you should be doing because that thing might feel a little more scary. So you decide to do the less scary thing. So that maybe would be what fear as a motivation might look like. Or maybe your motivation could be because you're looking for the approval of someone else. If you recognize that you're doing something not because it's something you actually want to do, but because you think it will get you approval or because you think it's something that'll make 
someone else happy. Following a path of seeking approval or following a path of like doing things for somebody else or doing things to make someone else happy when it's not your true path or your true purpose, that will lead to burnout for sure. For your great, great children, is there any wisdom you would like to pass on to them? For my great, great children? (laughs) Yeah. My great, great grandchildren? Yeah. (laughs) Are they your kids or her kids? (laughs) Mine. (laughs) Honor who you are. Do things for yourself that light you up, that make you happy, that feel good for you. And don't try to do things for other people or things that other people have told you you should do in order to be successful or in order to be whatever it is you want to be. Honor who you are and how you're designed and how you're meant to show up and just be true to that. What do you like about podcasting? I enjoy the opportunity to have conversations with people. I enjoy the opportunity to meet new people by being able to bring them on my podcast and being able to go on other people's podcasts. That's probably my favorite thing about it is just having sort of having this tool to be able to connect with other people and make friends. How is it different now than from when you started? When I started, I had no idea what I was doing. Some days I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing, but It's different now because I have more confidence in it and I feel more comfortable in just talking to the microphone or talking to my computer. I I feel more comfortable doing it and I feel more comfortable. The more you do things, the easier it becomes. And so being able to connect with other people and asking them if they want to be a guest or asking if they would like to have me as a guest. The more you do it, the more like you repeat that over and over again, the more people you talk to, just the easier it gets. What does your future hold? (laughs) What does my future hold? What does your future hold? A lot of Fortnite. A lot of Fortnite? Yeah. My future holds continuing to show up on my podcast, continuing to grow my skills and my network and my business. And ultimately I would love to be able to travel more and visit different areas of the country and the world. And I would love to be able to connect with more people and just have the freedom to do all the things that I've always wanted to do. Uh, How do you come up with your podcast episode topics? Sometimes they just come to me. Or sometimes I walk in my living room and my closet is collapsed in the middle of the floor. (laughs) Or sometimes, I mean, interview topics are a little bit, they sort of come to you already fully formed because the people that you interview are, they have a certain message that they're here to share and they want to talk about. And so those topics sort of just come through knowing what kinds of questions to ask and how to get people to share their stories and their mission and their purpose. Um, The solo episode topics come to me a lot of times when I'm just driving in my car and sometimes I will just get an idea and I just pull out my phone and I start recording. Sometimes I spend a little bit more time thinking about them and planning them out 
because I have something specific that either I've been dealing with or working on or somebody I know has been dealing with or working on. And sometimes the ideas just come to me and I just pull out my phone and I start talking. Do you enjoy podcasting more or speaking on stages more? I think I enjoy podcasting, but being on stage is probably one of the most fun things that I really, really love doing. So I would say if I had to pick which one I enjoy more or which one's more fun, it would be speaking on stage. But it's it's also something that it takes a lot of energy, like it's very energetically draining. And while it's a lot of fun after the fact, it I like I need more recovery time than if I'm just recording a podcast episode. So speaking solo, like in my office to my computer or in my car to my phone, isn't quite the energy drain that speaking in front of a bunch of people can be. But I would say I I do have a lot of fun getting in front of people. Do you get nervous when you're going to go on stage? A little bit sometimes, but not, not nervous. Like I think like, you know, when you get butterflies to me, it's more exciting than, than like scary or anxious. I, I just, it feels exciting to me. I get the butterflies, but to me, they feel like excitement and not like nervous. How would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as somebody who, somebody who didn't quit, somebody who didn't give up, somebody who had goals and dreams and didn't give up and like didn't quit pursuing whatever it was that I was here to pursue. Somebody who just didn't quit. And also that I was someone who encouraged other people and showed other people that they could overcome anything, that no obstacle was too big to overcome and that they could reach whatever goals and whatever dreams they wanted to reach. And like that I helped people believe and really see that literally anything and everything is possible. I think you're going to be known as somebody who had a lot of cats. I would like to not be known as that. So when you guys move out, um, you can take them with you. You keeping Maya. I don't want her. (laughs) (laughs) What's a goal you're focusing on right now in your life and how are you working towards it? So my current, I would say the goal I'm working on currently, I have a handful of goals. I set goals weekly. So every week when I go on my, when I go on my Sunday walk, I set three goals for the week. So I have like, I have three very specific sort of smaller goals that I am working to hit like in this coming week. And they have to do with just certain things in my business. One of them is getting my website up and done by the end of this week. The others are just related to certain people that I want to reach out to and talk to on the podcast. But then like the bigger goals that I have would be that I would love to have a, I would love to have a home in Arizona that I can go to in the wintertime because I don't want to be here in the wintertime. It is too cold, but I'd also love to have a home in Minnesota that I can go to in the summertime. So those are some like longer term goals that I have. And then I have some like specific financial goals that I want to reach 
in my business and to be able to bring in a certain amount of money to be able to help me reach these goals. Do you have any favorite stories from your childhood? Maybe some family vacations that we went on. Um, I always enjoyed going up to Minnesota because we would always get a house or stay on a lake up in Minnesota. And that was always fun. Um, And just, I think just playing outside all the time, just having neighborhood friends and, and just getting up in the morning, especially in the summertime and just spending all day outside and not coming home or coming in until it was dark. Um, what's your opinion on the color green? On the color green? Yeah. I I like it. Like all greens or like a certain green? Um, I don't necessarily like, like neon green. I like like darker green or forest green or sage green. You like the natural greens? Natural greens. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, c- considering it is one of my brand colors, I-, I do like it. Yeah. Did you enjoy school? I did. I really did. I enjoyed I enjoyed school most of the time that I was in school. That's I mean, the wrong answer. <laughs> What's well, my answer? I I always enjoyed learning. Um there were times when school was challenging for me when I would be Felt like I didn't have as many friends as maybe some of the other kids did. That that was hard for me sometimes when I was younger. Um, but I always enjoyed learning and going to school. And yeah, even through college, I enjoyed going to school. What's your favorite class that you ever took and your favorite teacher? Um, probably my favorite high school class I ever took would have been a history class with Mrs. Bauer. And my favorite college class was public speaking classes that I took with, her name was um, Cynthia Robinson Moore. Yeah, her classes were always fun. And she always signed me up for speech competitions. And I made it to state a couple times in that. And I also always enjoyed every single theater class that I ever took from high school all the way through college, just because they were super fun too. And in high school, in high school, we also had competitions in theater. We would take this little one act play and we would travel to different schools and we would compete against different other high schools in theater, which was always super, super fun. And as I'm thinking about it now, It's funny to me because these things all combined are like two very different elements of my personality and the things that I enjoy, like speaking and being on stage and competition. I'm super competitive, which is why I also love sports, but doing competitive speech and even competitive theater like brought both of these elements together. And that's probably why I love them so much. How would your parents describe you? Gary. They told me. <laughs> My dad would probably say I'm a smart ass um, and that I am never wrong, that, I, that I'm always right. My mom would probably say, my mom would probably just say that I'm a hard worker. And bossy. And bossy. That, that's accurate. My sisters would say that I'm bossy. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could meet your future self, 
like maybe 10 years in the future, what would you ask them? What would my, like me now at 41, ask my 51 year old self? Sure. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, like instinctively, I want to say that I would ask my future self, what are the next steps I need to take or what are, what are the things I need to do next in order to reach the success and the goals that I want to reach. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of the growth and a lot of the learning and a lot of the things that you need to really achieve to get to where you want to go happens through the journey and happens through like the mistakes that you make along the way and how you take those steps and how you go on that journey. So I don't know. I don't know. I would maybe ask, yeah, I don't know. What would you ask yourself in 10 years, Eli? How much money do you have? (laughs) (laughs) How many (laughs) V-Bucks? If you won $10 million tomorrow, what would you buy first? Real estate. I would buy properties. Can you buy some milk? (laughs) Are we out of milk? Yes. (laughs) And cereal. (laughs) What's your favorite book that you've read in the last year? I am... Currently reading Be Seen by Jen Gottlieb. That one's pretty good. I would say, yeah, that one. Do you like um, young adult novels? Occasionally, yes. <laughs> What's your favorite young adult novel? Oh, I have no idea. It's been a long time since I read any of those. <laughs> what do you think the world will look like in 50 years? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> what do you think the world will look like in 50 years? I would be 91 in 50 years, so... I'd be ruling it. You're going to be ruling it in 50 years? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds fun. (laughs) Uh, What's your favorite trip that you've ever taken? I've taken a lot of trips that I've enjoyed. I always enjoy going to Arizona. Uh, I enjoyed when we went to Denver a few months ago. I had fun... I took one trip when when I was a senior in high school with a handful of my friends, and we went to Florida to see a Backstreet Boys concert. And it was the first time in my whole life I'd ever actually flown on a plane. And that was a lot of fun just because it was like the first trip that I went on on my own outside of like family vacations where I wasn't supervised. (laughs) So that one was a lot of fun. That was probably my first like really super fun trip. But we took a lot of trips when I was a kid too that I always enjoyed. We went to Colorado and we went to went to Minnesota all the time. And yeah, we went on a lot of trips when I was a kid. Who are your heroes? I would say anybody who sort of goes against the grain and does things to make the world a better place or to be a voice for people who don't have a voice, people who do things where they know they're not going to be the most popular and that people might push back on them, but they do it because they know that it's right. What Enneagram number are you? What Enneagram number are you? Is that a question on your list? Somewhere. I am an Enneagram 8, which you are well aware of. (laughs) I am not. 
you're not doesn't listen. You're not aware, or you're not an eight. I'm not aware. Oh, he he puts his his um AirPods in when you're listening to when I'm talking stuff. Yeah, that too. (laughs) I'm an Enneagram eight. Wow. Wow. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) That means I'm the challenger. Olivia is what Enneagram are you, Olivia? Or and what does that mean? Um, I space off a lot. <laughs> You're the individualist. What Enneagram are you, Eli? I think I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are, but I think you're an Enneagram one. <laughs> I'm number one. <laughs> um, what's your favorite food currently? Potatoes. <laughs> No, potatoes. No, no. Like mashed potatoes. I, I love potatoes. Uh-uh. Like, like what kind of potatoes? I like any kind of potatoes. I like mashed potatoes. I like fried potatoes. I like baked potatoes. I like French fries. <laughs> I like potatoes. Can you have French fries? I can have certain French fries. McDonald's. I can't have McDonald's French fries. I Unlucky. like McDonald's French fries. I like Chick-fil-A French fries. I can have Chick-fil-A french fries. Those are good. Mm. Those are real good. It's all you need. What's your favorite food? Um, all of them. Anything with all of sodium. I like sodium, <laughs> carbs, sugar. That's it. Sugar. Eli, what's your favorite food? Cereal. Cereal? What kind of cereal? Captain Crunch Berries. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch Berries. I don't even remember the last time I bought those. What does that say about you as a parent? (laughs) I'm trying not to poison you. (laughs) The cinnamon toast crunch is just so much better. So much better. I think Captain Crunch is like outlawed in every other country. I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure. So is American cheese. It's not cheese. It's not even food. (laughs) They're unlucky. (laughs) Are they or are they still alive? I'm still alive. What do you want to be when you grow up, Eli? A mechanic. A mechanic? Of yeah. what? Cars. You want to work on cars? Yeah, the ones that go fast. <laughs> like like race cars? Or like sports cars? All or of like them. Fast cars. What's your top three cars? Let me open my notes app. <laughs> you got this prepared. <laughs> you have your top three cars. In <laughs> I have cars I want. Okay, so number one. Now nah, I'll save that for last. Of all time, number three, probably a McLaren F1. Number two, a 1991 BMW M3 E30. And number one, a 1998 Volkswagen Golf. What? what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are some interesting, interesting um, favorites. I also really like Miatas. What was that? An answer to... What question did I ask? Oh, what you want to be when you... Olivia, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, <laughs> rich um, and probably alone most of the time. Rich and alone? Yes. But like not alone alone, just mostly alone. What is What does that look like exactly? Like probably reading books and drinking coffee. <laughs> Will you have a dog? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Mom, where do you want to live? Where do you want to live? Where do I want to live? Like what? Like what city do I want to live in? Or like 
Where specifically do you want to live? When you graduate from high school, I will probably live in Arizona. When I graduate? Yeah, when you graduate. The year of? Well, like once you're done with high school and you either go to college or decide what you want to do with your life. Once I no longer have to base my decisions around what you guys are doing, I plan to move to Arizona because I don't see either one of you staying here in Omaha. I would like to live here a year after I'm done with high school and then start trade school. Okay. But I'm saying I don't see you living. I don't see you staying in Omaha, like long-term. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Where do you want to live? I want to have a house. I want to have a big apartment on the top floor in Tokyo. And I want to have a house in Kyoto, Japan. Where do you want to live? Live? (laughs) Everywhere. You want to live everywhere? Yes. What's your top pick? I don't have a top pick because, like, my list is always moving. Like, my top places I want to visit, Brazil, um, anywhere in South America, I think Japan, Singapore. um, Yeah, I don't know. The list is infinite. And I think I'd like to live in a lot of different places for different periods of time and kind of figure out what I want my life to look like. And what I want to eat for lunch. <laughs> that, that's a good barometer. Yes. Any final questions either one of you want to ask each other? I talk to him too much. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you want to play Fortnite? Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Realign With Your Purpose. My intention is that the messages I share here in this podcast help you experience a mindset shift as well as actual transformation and growth. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend so they can experience the growth and transformation that you found in these messages. Or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram And be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for spreading the message and encouraging everyone to believe in themselves and their dreams. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM because I would love the opportunity to have a conversation with you. As always, it's been an honor to share this time with you today. And until next time, you got this.